0: Horror, wine, and crime, peeps.
1: What it is? What it is? How goes it, lo? We are here. We're doing a new show, so it's a good day. Yes, a good day indeed. A friend with weed is a
0: good is <laughs> a good friend indeed. <laughs> Throwback to our last uh, last week's episode, the St. Patrick's Day. Um. If you didn't listen to that, go listen. We have some cool St. Patrick's Day... Well, I mean, kind, I mean, not cool, but, you know, cool crime St. Patrick's
1: Day stories. There's some funny ones in there. Yeah, there's definitely some
0: funny ones. Um, along with Leprechaun in the Hood. We learned what
1: broofing was.
0: Yes. <laughs> it was quite the episode. Uh, definitely a fun one. Uh, hopefully you guys had a fun St. Patrick's Day. Um, I went to... Irish on Ionia in Grand Rapids so shout out to them and anyone who went. I feel your pain because it was like 20 degrees and snowing and my feet were not in good spirits. My feet were not in not feeling good. They were in pain because it was so cold.
1: Well I don't want you jealous when you hear what I did. I was home taking care of my daughter who had strep throat. Okay so so do you win? <laughs> um well my husband made homemade Rubens. That was really good. Oh nice. You told me about those before you said and then they're good. Saturday I made homemade cabbage soup. Okay. So we had the good food going. Yes. The good food. The good themed uh, themed Saint Patrick's food, so I just didn't have the day drinking toes cold numb feeling. Right, right, right. The day drinking was fun.
0: Like it was fun, but my feet hurt so bad. You know, when, like, because I'm a big dummy and I wore sneakers, not boots, you know, because who would wear boots when it's snowing in 20 degrees? Not me, obviously.
1: Duh. Duh. I
0: mean, come on. Logic, but whatever. (laughs) But regardless, it was fun. Had the, you know, I didn't really have the green beer. I took a sip of it. I'm not a beer gal, but, uh. I used it for my pictures, (laughs) so it looked like I was drinking green beer, (laughs) but I was sticking with the vodka.
1: (laughs) So if anybody cares out there, which, you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but my birthday's this weekend. Yes, it is. So we're going to get turned. (laughs) Turned. Turned up. Turned up. I'm going to have us play the game where... You get the tea light candles, and you're going to blow the candles out in a line, and whenever one nice. when stops it, you got to do that shot. Very nice, very nice. So I'm excited for that. Yes. I might even go old school beer pong table. Dang, okay. I don't know. We'll see who shows up and what yeah. the vibe is. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to getting, uh, in the words of Snooki and Jay Wow, waisty pants. Yes. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a while. It's definitely needed.
0: Yes. We'll get crazy get loud aka shout out to the yeah (laughs) if you guys haven't noticed we're big jersey shore fangirls over here because i feel like we reference them quite often you know not every episode not like dax but uh, guilty pleasure yeah definitely guilty pleasure not even guilty i don't feel guilty about it i'll tell everybody (laughs) I'm like I fuck with Jersey uh, Shore so are hard. Some people love the
1: Kardashians. We like it more classy. Yeah, we keep it more real, okay?
0: <laughs> We're the real bitches.
1: Jersey Shore. Jersey
0: Shore, okay? We don't need the Kardashians.
1: Um, I was talking to my therapist. Yes, I see a therapist, guys. Hey, good for you. We love that.
0: I need I need one. Give me her number.
1: <laughs> and I was telling her how me and Charlotte's been watching Family Vacation and um, she's like, oh, there's new ones. Cause she thought I meant the old ones. And yeah. I said, yeah. She's like, she tried to watch the one from Florida. Which one is that? I don't know. The one from Florida. I don't yeah. know. But she said it was so terrible. Really? Yeah. I was Ooh. like, well, yeah. I said, I only watched the original one because of the cast. Yeah. Like, I, like, there's an Alabama one or Floribamia or Floribama. I don't know. There's a few Oh, d- Florida, Yes. There's a few different ones that yes. are out there. But I think there's one. It's like from Florida too. Okay, yeah. And I was like, um, unless it's like uh, Polly D and um, Dina and Snooky and all them, probably not. Then we're not interested. But thank you very much. <laughs> My son is like Charlotte said. If I was a Jersey Shore character, I'd be Vinny. And he's like, should I be offended? I'm like, Vinny's cool. Vinny? He's a fan, fan fave. I said he's a stripper. And he's like, okay. I said, but he's also the guy who thinks he's funny, who's not always funny. Yeah. So there's that. He's like, all right, I'm gonna think about
0: this. (laughs) I think Vinny kind of is sometimes my favorite, though, to be honest.
1: Sometimes. I feel like
0: I would vibe with Vinny the best. Because if other people were, like, getting on my freaking nerves, me and Vinny would just be sitting back, chilling, watching. I'm sitting with Mike. He's got all the food. He does, but he also got all the drama. Mike? Oh, you're you're a little far behind.
1: Oh, he's got some drama going on? I mean, the
0: last two seasons, he's had a lot of drama going on. Okay. Okay, So, true. yeah. But we should
1: probably get off Jersey Shore because people are like, what the hell? <laughs>
0: Sorry, guys. This has turned into a Jersey Shore podcast. I don't know if you got the memo. Um,
1: <laughs> Maybe we'll look and see if there is one. If there isn't one, we can start that as a second. Oh, thing. my
0: gosh. I wonder if there is. Like, I'm sure people talk about the show like, on certain podcasts but like i wonder if there's like an actual podcast dedicated solely to jersey shore. We'll have to check it out. I know. I wonder. Honestly, i wouldn't be surprised if there is because there's just so many podcasts out there of so many different things. There's probably a podcast dedicated to like knitting or something.
1: Crystal, stop talking about jersey shore.
0: Oh, sorry. I can never stop. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about murder okay
1: our other favorite thing our other favorite thing
0: um so so, big jump uh so today i'm gonna be telling you about a fun little woman called colleen harris um she's not a little woman sorry i don't know if that's politically correct i just was saying that she's not little like she's not like a midget (laughs)
1: Should I cut that out? I don't know if you guys can see it, but Crystal's over there digging a hole. <laughs> She's about to just jump in
0: it. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. Well I'm gonna keep talking, but not about that. Anyways, her name's Colleen Harris. She's the main bitch of this this episode. <laughs> and um she has like a little hobby of you know, just killing her husbands. Because why not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay you got my attention yeah
0: and in the same
1: kidding kidding. (laughs) right (laughs) kidding
0: kind of not really um yeah so she killed both of her husbands in the same home just years apart so this house has seen some action okay
1: (laughs) well spill the tea
0: i will so colleen harris um she said that we're kind of. i'll get more into the details but the first time that she shot a partner she said it was self-defense she claimed and then when her other husband turned up dead this time it wasn't as clear she goes she like insisted that she couldn't even remember the day she's like what what are you talking about he died
1: <laughs> is this a recent story story is this like an old story
0: L- old 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 old
1: okay i'm just asking because i don't want to get straight off because you started the story yeah but this has given me the vibes of the lady that you did from the or oh um, she killed like all her kids poisoned them and then yes. her husband why and, can't i
0: remember her name
1: i don't know we did it right after i did that like. but
0: she was like in the 1920s or something like that yeah she killed she killed and poisoned literally so colleen harris i'm gonna say she's not as crazy as that bitch was what whoever her name
1: yeah she was calling her kids yeah
0: she poisoned her i think she poisoned her mom like multiple partners and husbands multiple children so she was like a serious serial killer um poisoner she was a serious poisoner uh she wanted that that money she won it never mind (laughs) okay
1: anyways they'll find it they'll
0: go back yeah they'll find her that one that one was crazy too so check that one out um but yeah, so we're going to talk about Robert Harris first. He was born in 1940, and he grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, he was a big outdoorsman. You know, he liked hunting, fishing, hiking, all that kind of stuff. Uh, he worked for the U.S. Forest Service as administrator for the Lake Tahoe region in um, And he had gotten married and had three children with his first wife. But after his children grew up, Bob and his wife ended up getting divorced. Um, And he just remained close with his kids. But he definitely enjoyed the life of a bachelor not being tied down, you know, um, after being married for so long and all that stuff. So he was kind of living it up. Now, while working in El Dorado County, California in the late 1980s, Harris had reconnected with his middle school girlfriend named Colleen Batten. Now, like Bob, Colleen was single with grown children as well. Um and Her second husband, James Batten, had been a surveyor and left behind a successful business, which she ended up taking over following his death in 1985. So after dating for four years, Bob and Colleen got married in 1990. Afterward, he moved her into a large house in Placerville, Cali- California, just um, just like outside the Sacramento area. They had like a happy life. Um, they were together for over two decades. Um, Bob and Colleen decided to retire together and they just spent their free time socializing and volunteering for causes near and far. So like lots of people... You know, looked at them as like a really stable, happy couple who were active in the community, doing good things. Um, Bob's son-in-law, Phil Sterling, had said he always was doing something productive, and she was kind of that way too. They were happy, but that's how you know it always starts. They always say how happy the people seem and how together, the, how like together they were, and they were doing great things for society they were busy people it's like it always looks like picture perfect on the outside but uh shit goes down behind closed doors you know
1: perfectly said in a keith morrison way <laughs> i love for him to actually hear him say it that way <laughs> right but the shit hit the fan
0: <laughs> but shit hit the fan
1: or did it <laughs>
0: right oh it did <laughs> So on the evening of January 6th, 2013, Colleen's attorney, David Weiner, Wiener, I don't know if you say, I don't know, I'm going to say Weiner. I'd probably say Weiner. Yeah, because I don't really want to say Weiner <laughs> like repeatedly. So I'm going to say David Weiner. Um, <laughs> he called 911 in El Dorado County to report a dead body at the Harris home in Placerville. When the dispatcher asked what happened, Weiner responded, I can't tell you I'm an attorney. I'm just relaying information that I received. Um, Which was heard on the call. Which is so sketchy. (laughs) Like, that's her attorney, but like that was his statement to me. That's like so sketchy. Um, I can't tell you. I'm just kind of relaying the information that I got.
1: (laughs) He's probably a pro bono. Yeah, honestly.
0: (laughs) He stated that he was at his office in Cameron Park and he was not on scene with the person and he refused to answer any more questions, um, which that's what El Dorado County Sheriff's Lieutenant Michael Lensing had said. So he was just kind of saying, he wasn't like really cooperating, like giving any information. He was just kind of like, yo, there's a dead body. That's all you get. (laughs) That's the only info you get from me. Um, So yeah. But officers with the El Dorado County Sheriff's Office rushed to the home. Uh, You know, with the limited information that they got, they really were not sure what they were about to walk into. Because, you know, they're like, did this guy have a heart attack? Did he, like, overdose? I can't tell you that. Yeah, he couldn't tell him anything. I can't tell
1: you that. Yep, literally nothing. I can't tell you that either. (laughs) Couldn't tell you anything. What can I tell you?
0: Just what I told you. Yep, absolutely nothing. (laughs) So from outside, they could see 70-year-old Colleen. So, yes, she was 70 years old at this point. But they could see her walking around the house She was instructed to come outside. You know, they were, again, not sure what was going on. So for their safety and hers, they were like, ma'am, keep your hands up and come outside. Um, And Colleen went outside and she told deputies that they would find her husband, Bob, in bed. She says, I put a blanket over him. I saw a little blood, she said in her recorded statements to police. Uh, Her demeanor was really odd that the investigators had said. They said, when she was looking at me, it was almost like she was looking right through me. I started to think that maybe she wasn't in her right frame of mind. Which, like, regardless if she would have killed him or not, I don't think anybody would be in their right state of mind if their husband was dead in bed. You know what I'm saying? Like... Like, why would she be in a right state of mind with her dead husband in the bed with blood?
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's just a normal thing. You know, like,
0: why would she, like, she would just be so cool, calm, and collected for no reason. <laughs> um, so, inside the home, authorities found the body of 72-year-old Rob Harris in bed, uh, just as Colleen, his wife, had described Blood was like splattered all over the walls and the floor and there was a double barrel shotgun laying right beside him. There appeared to be a gunshot wound to the side of his face. Um, They said like his face was basically like missing. That's how bad it was. Authorities were initially unsure whether they were dealing with a suicide or a murder because the placement of the gun and just the nature of the wound suggested that it could be murder, but they weren't sure because obviously like a gunshot to like the side of the face and head that could have been self-inflicted as well. So obviously they had to investigate more to figure out what kind of death uh, this was. The entry wound was large and there was gunpowder residue that would indicate that the end of the weapon was used several inches away from his head. Um, this Now this is coming from the um, district attorney, but he says this was not a suicide, this was a homicide. So blood and rigor mortis, which I don't even know what that means
1: rigor mortis is like when your body starts to like if it's been there for a while and it starts to kind of like oh I believe it's like when it starts to get stiff and it okay starts to
0: like harden up or whatever because it's been sitting for too long yeah. if you guys could see Lo's face her trying to describe this she looks like she's trying to like imitate a zombie <laughs> <laughs> but I it helps I understand what you're saying <laughs> she was painting a great picture for me <laughs> But so yeah, that led investigators to believe that Harris had been dead for hours. And besides the bloody scene in the bedroom, the rest of the house was really clean and well cared for. Like it didn't look like there was a fight that broke out or like somebody broke into the house or anything like that. Like the house looked kind of pristine and perfect aside from obviously the bedroom. So investigators brought Colleen in for questioning. She put her feet up on a chair and she seemed pretty relaxed. She was just chilling out while these uh, investigators were questioning her. She claimed to have no knowledge of what happened to her husband and couldn't remember anything from earlier that day. She said her last memories were from the night before when they took down Christmas decorations and watched a movie. She says, I remember seeing a gun and I saw my husband bleeding. She calmly told investigators this in her interview before adding, I thought maybe he was having a nosebleed. He gets lots of nosebleeds. (laughs) I'm like, well, dang. They said his face was missing, but yet she thought he was just having a nosebleed. I feel like those are two very different things.
1: I wonder what movie was I
0: watching. I know. Like, what movie were you watching? What was his final movie?
1: <laughs> like, that's kind of important.
0: It's so dark, actually. It's so dark if you think about it. Oh, my gosh. So Colleen then had said that she had been in a gray fog, um, according to Placerville's Mountain Democrat newspaper. When she was told that Bob was dead, she was overcome with emotion. Which is odd to me because it's like she put a blanket over him and saw blood. Like She obviously knew he was dead if his face was missing. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would
1: she... I heard the miss.
0: Right. Especially if she's right there putting a blanket over him. I don't know why she would be so overcome with emotion, like, as if she didn't know. But during her interview, investigators learned that in July of 1985, Colleen had fatally shot her second husband, James Batten, in the same home where she lived with Bob. After shooting Batten, Colleen had called nine one one and told the dispatcher, "I think I shot my husband." As heard on the uh, call from nineteen eighty five, so she just clearly goes bl- into these blind m- murders. <laughs>
1: well, like, how do you think you shot him? Either you shot him, or you, you, or you didn't. Unless she was like trying to shoot him and she wasn't sure if she hit him. Right, but you think you but... would
0: know if he was standing up or. On the ground, bleeding.
1: <laughs> you Either know? way, then that means I shot my husband. That I think. Right, right.
0: I did. <laughs> she's like, um, I think that I shot my husband. I'm not really sure. And then this husband turns up dead, and she's like, I think he had a nosebleed or something. I don't really know what happened. So she uh, likes to play the dumb card, apparently, or she just genuinely goes into like a psychotic blind rage and just doesn't know what she did. Um. So yeah. Colleen claimed to not remember the shooting at all, um, but later alleged it was done in self-defense after Batten sexually assaulted her when she presented him with the divorce papers. Um, And she also alleged that Batten had molested her daughter from a previous marriage and was physically abusive. um, And this is according to People. Now... I'm not like discounting any of that happening because, you know, obviously if he molests your daughter and then also gets abusive and sexually assaults you and comes after you after you want a divorce, you know, that will drive people to some things. Not saying it's right, obviously, but like that that would. But I just think it's odd that she first claimed to not even remember any of this happening. You know, like at first she's like, I don't even remember what he died. (laughs) When did he die? I know I got married again to somebody else and now he's dead, but that guy died. (laughs) Like, I just think it's so strange the way she went about it, regardless of what the truth is. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, she's she's doing some shady shit. She's
0: doing some shady shit. So Colleen was charged with Batten's murder. So again, we're talking about her previous husband, Um, but she was ultimately acquitted, and her defense lawyer was the guy, David Weiner, who did the 911 call for her second husband, Um, and when asked about the 1985 killing, Colleen claimed it happened so long ago that she couldn't remember how her second husband died. Like, she just didn't even remember, like, the circumstances.
1: (laughs) It doesn't fit, and you must acquit. Right? Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) like how do you forget something like that he's shot dead and she's like is that how he died (laughs) i can't recall um so in speaking with bob's family investigators learned that the harris marriage had hit kind of a bit of a rough patch colleen at the time believed that bob was having an affair with a woman in Mongolia who he had met while doing volunteer work to preserve Siberia's Lake Baikal. Um, so yeah, they definitely did a lot of charity stuff, but she thought that he was hooking up with some chick in Mongolia. Now, I I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that'd be a really hard affair to have. Not, not while he's there, but if an affair to me is like an ongoing relationship, And if this chick is in Mongolia, I feel like that's pretty difficult. Especially, this is the 90s. Or no, it's not. It's 2013. So I guess they had phones. But did they have phones in Mongolia?
1: It's a simulation.
0: I don't know, man.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think that there's some red flags that need to be looked at. Yeah. I think there's some... Some things that just don't line up.
0: Some things need to be cleared up for sure. So Colleen told investigators about the affair herself. But she claimed it didn't bother her. She said she loved Bob unconditionally. So she's like, you know, he could have been screwing some chick in Mongolia and I wouldn't have even been phased. <laughs> Yet he shows up. He just turns up dead. <laughs> Weird. Um. So... On January 9th, 2013, Colleen was arrested on suspicion of murder in the death of her husband, Robert Harris, according to the Los Angeles Times. Now, following her interrogation, Colleen was taken to a local hospital for a physical and mental evaluation uh there were injuries to her fingers and chest, and they were consistent with the kickback of firing a shotgun at close range. And I'm like, I mean, how can you cover the fact that up? Clearly <laughs> clearly his shotgun wound was close range, and if it matches her fingers. Um investigators also met with Bob's daughter. Her name was Pam Sterling. Um, She said that her father knew Colleen had killed her second husband, but believed her claims that it was done in self-defense. Now, Pam said Colleen was upset by Bob's alleged affair, claiming that her father felt he was in danger and had begun divorce proceedings in September of 2012. Two months later, Colleen convinced Bob to move back temporarily she was going to have hip surgery and he agreed to move back in just to like help her get around after her surgery um you know hip surgery's a big thing and i feel like living alone after a surgery like that would be pretty difficult Um, but upon her recovery he planned to move to a home that he had in lake tahoe so he basically was just like all right i will come back and help you after you have hip surgery um, but we're, this doesn't mean we're staying together, like, I want a divorce still, and all this stuff. So the night before the murder, Colleen had texted Pam, his daughter, and claimed that she had caught Bob on the phone with his girlfriend from Mongolia, which Pam told investigators. Colleen was actually very angry about the relationship dissolving. Colleen never mentioned to us or anything about Bob leaving the home. Investigators obtained a search warrant for their home. Um, They found numerous diaries, all handwritten by Colleen, which stretched back all the way to the 1980s, um, but they weren't written in chronological order, which is kind of weird. So, like, kind of, like, it was jumping all over the place that they had to go. Um, But district attorney Joe Alexander says she portrays herself in the journals as a faithful, loving wife whose husband Bob is mistreating her and she forgives him. There's aspects of them that would suggest that they're fabricated. Some of the entries had dates, but most of them did not. So i wonder like too if people ever do that like go back and like write in journals just to make it look like they used to write in journals but like they actually just did it like after the murder do you know what i mean to like make it look like a certain way also colleen's cell phone records were subpoenaed um her gps data revealed that following Bob's murder, she drove three hours to San Francisco to visit her son, uh, Wesley Thornberry, which, by the way, that's a sick-ass name. I love that name. (laughs) Wesley Thornberry? Come on. Okay, but (laughs) he wasn't home. She drove three hours for nothing, but uh, she left a note, which was later lost. uh, So... Nobody knows what that note said, apparently. But on her way home, her car broke down and she called AAA. So she was having a day, okay? She was having quite the day. She murdered her husband. She drove three hours to see her son who wasn't there, left a note that got lost, and then her car broke down on the way home.
1: I'm not saying she deserves it. (laughs) I'm not saying God's timing
0: is right. All right, how does it go? But God's timing is always always right.
1: right. (laughs) Yeah. Not that I like her,
0: but anyways. (laughs) It's okay. She doesn't own that sound. She doesn't own it. (laughs) So after her car broke down and she called AAA, a recording of Colleen's call to AAA showed her speaking clearly and articulately, giving her location and describing her car trouble that she was having. Um, Alexander says this wasn't a woman who was in a fog this wasn't a woman who remained at the home like she claimed because if you remember she says she she says that she stayed at home her brain was in a fog she kind of was just like super out of it but like that's a freaking lie because she drove three she drove three hours to see her son car broke down speaking clearly on the phone to AAA like nothing had happened.
1: She's just trying to
0: make alibis. Exactly. Exactly. So investigators learned that Colleen and Bob had divorced for a year in 2004 without telling anybody. So nobody even knew that they had gotten divorced. Um, and this was done so that Colleen could continue receiving survivor benefits from the death of her second husband, James Batten, the, the other husband that she shot, um, upon securing the benefits she and Bob got remarried so Colleen and Bob had a combined estate valued at approximately one million dollars and she would presumably have benefited financially from his death so that was kind of another thing that they looked at as like a possible motive or whatever is she would have yeah,
1: done got rid of her and then he took her back
0: for, I know she got a payday or she would have gotten a payday out of it. So, after the investigation and everything, the case went to trial and after deliberating for just 2 hours, which is not very long, I don't think, like 2 hours. I feel like these things go on for like weeks sometimes, months even. Yeah. Years. <laughs> like it just sometimes they won't, but they after 2 hours, a jury found Colleen Ann Harris guilty of murder. In April of 2015. So she was 73 years old at this point.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I know. Um, So that June, she was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 50 years, which like, sorry, girl, but you 73, you ain't getting that parole. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And she did not because Colleen ended up dying in prison in July 2022. So just this past summer and she was 80 years old um, and she ended up dying in prison. Um, but yeah, it's so crazy to me like how old she was. I feel like you just don't hear a lot of like super, not that 73 super old. Like I'm not saying it's super old. But, like you just don't hear about a lot of seniors murdering.
1: We'll have to uh, fact check that. We'll see.
0: I know maybe they maybe they do maybe a lot do, but uh, but I don't really know, but yeah, they're
1: smarter in getting away with it,
0: honestly, or they just know how to like everybody just thinks that old people are so like innocent and sweet, so that's like maybe that's the prime time to to do it. <laughs> Not that I'm planning, but. I'm gonna be a bitter Betty. You watch. <laughs> and she did it after she had hip surgery. I'm like, dang, girl.
1: I'm mean, one of those people that are like swinging my cane around as I'm yelling at people. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll be all bedazzled, though.
0: <laughs> I just think it's like the my favorite part of this whole thing is that for both, she just acted like she had no idea. Like, she didn't even, like, acknowledge the way
1: that they died. She was just like, who again? Who are you, who are you guys talking about again? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So she just couldn't think of a good excuse. So that was just kind of her. Yeah. Um,
0: right. She probably had nothing, I'm like, sure. planned good enough to say. So she's just like, I was just, my. I have such bad brain fog, you guys. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> Like, this is also crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, that was good old Colleen Harris. Um, and I got that information from Oxygen and Crime News. But I also threw in, just to ha- have a little fun, a little cl- less classic criminal story. Love them. Love them, can't live without them. Um, Lo, do you want to read it?
1: Sure. I'll wing it. I haven't right. even this is all You wing. don't
0: have to, but I just thought, you know, if you wanted to.
1: <laughs> this is new, so So a Texas mystery man dubbed Edward Scissorhands. Okay, I like it. I like it. <laughs> cuts neighbors trees overnight. Neighbors want to nip this vandal in the bud. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> A mystery man who residents have dubbed Edward Scissorhands has been bizarrely snipping branches off residents' trees late at night in Fort Worth, Texas, stumping cops and neighbors. Stump- stumping, stumping, <laughs> <Ba-doom-tsh. laughs> The self-appointed arborist Oddball, has trimmed his least a do- has trimmed at least a dozen trees on the streets in front of homes in the area and was caught on camera several times mid-snip according to cbs sometimes he'll just take a little bit but then in others people's trees he'll take massive gobs neighbor ashley tommen fumed <laughs> in home surveillance footage the bat brand oh my lord where to <laughs> that in The branch bandit can be seen doing the deed, normally around 3 a.m. with an unleashed dog, before stepping back to admire his work. Wow, he stops to (laughs) like
0: He really checks it out, and I love that he's just got his dog with him.
1: (laughs) The residents just want him to leave them alone. Don't you just love all these little puns? I like this writer. (laughs) Right? I was talking to my wife, Emily, and I was like, hey... We had a storm last night, neighbor Jerry Balkenbush said. Balkenbush. <laughs> <Hulk and> <laughs> it's just funny because he's cutting down trees. <laughs> Maybe he's hanging out with Wesley. Wesley Thornberry. Thornberry. <laughs> so he's referencing the down limbs in front of his home. And she was like, oh, no, that's Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> And I was so like, huh, what? His wife, Emily, said that the, li- said the limb lifter had earned his nickname, a nod to the 1990 Johnny Depp movie due to his lust for slicing. People in the neighborhood were talking about it, and it seems like he was just hitting certain streets. Police are now using the footage to investigate who the unwanted tree, tree trimmer may be as the station reported, other residents are peeved because they have to pay for the trees. Though their homeowners association said that the incidents are becoming more frequent. He starts trimming the trees and admiring his work, and kind of stepping back. Says the neighbor Danny Tommen, adding he wants the guy to cut it out. <laughs> Also, if you guys you
0: not if you guys can see, you guys cannot see. But Lo did the cut it out from Full House.
1: Uncle Joey. The Uncle Joey move. We really just want him to stop doing this. <laughs> and that was in the New York Post.
0: So yeah, Edward Scissor Hands on the loose, uh, over there in Texas. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: Honestly, like, could you imagine like trees just keep like violently being cut down like and they don't even look good it's not like these trees like looked good and pristine because i feel like people would be like oh well, well that's he's... why they're
1: scissor hands they would look like shapes and animals yeah. like, and then you move down to people's hair right right, right.
0: i oh. wonder if maybe this guy will start just randomly cutting people's hair next <laughs> oh my goodness hopefully
1: not for the sake of those people <sighs> could you imagine if it was like real life johnny depp oh my gosh he just like totally lost it
0: i could see that you know, and if he totally, if Johnny Depp actually really lost it, which, you know, I feel like he maybe already kind of has a little bit, but like if he full on lost it, I could see him as either Edward Scissorhands or
1: the Mad Hatter. I think he walks around probably as Jack Sparrow.
0: You know, actually, you're probably right. You're probably right.
1: Where's like, the rum? Yeah, Exactly. And then he runs into Snooki and she's like, I don't know, where's the beach? Where's the beach? <laughs> I like the the callback from earlier. And she's running past the beach.
0: Where's the beach? <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. Especially just like, yeah, shout out to that writer. It didn't say who the writer was. Or at least I didn't look hard enough to find the name of the person. But uh, your puns were on point. Yeah, puns were on point. And I know he didn't come up with the name pun of that guy. His name was actually Bulker Bush or whatever, but it just is, like, so perfect that that was his name.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I thought I'd throw that in there. Fun little extra That was extra a fun one. That was a good one. Yes. We love our less classless layer stories, and there's so many out there. They're endless.
1: Oh, they are. Yeah.
0: If you guys, uh, we did an episode, mm, probably, like, five episodes back or something, I'd say, where we had, like, most of the episode was less Classes um cases, and we just went through different stories. And then we also talked about the movie um, What Lies Beneath. So go check that episode out um, if you want more. Also, we occasionally will come out with some more of them.
1: Or if you have your own classy story about how you got arrested let us know oh
0: please please tell us that would be amazing that would be so fun oh my gosh
1: you don't even have to say a name you can put a fake name we won't tell anyone who you are yeah we won't we won't give your details away
0: except for you know the details of what happened (laughs) but we won't tell you tell who you are
1: also if you want to we can say what up to Dax because we forgot in the beginning. I
0: did say his name. I, I mentioned him, but then I was like, I didn't really say shout out to him or anything.
1: Oh, did you say his
0: name? I did say his name because I was like, I'll just throw his name in there while we're, oh. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I said something about Dax. said
1: his name, said his name. <laughs> but yes, official shout out to Dax. Okay.
0: We didn't forget you.
1: <laughs> if your armchair is put on his page when you write in, let him know that we, we shout him out every day. We give him his props.
0: Yeah. Shout us out. For us shouting him out.
1: To the world. To shout it. Just open your windows and just start screaming. Just start, just start shouting. Just start shouting. Shout from your rooftops. Your
0: balconies. Whatever.
1: Elevator ride down in the hotel room. Whatever you want. Literally wherever
0: you're at. Just start shouting.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, guys. Well... Thank you so much for sticking around this week. Thank you, Kay, for a entertaining night. Oh
0: yes, yes, it was a more fun, more fun one. I mean, you know, disclaimer: murder's never fun. I'm not saying that like it's fun, but like there's a little bit of a lighter story. It than wasn't some as gruesome others. and dark, and yeah. morbid
1: as it can be. Exactly.
0: Yeah, we gotta switch it up sometimes. Can't be, can't be super dark all the time. Or I would be depressed.
1: It can't rain all the time.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that's from. I don't know all. I don't know movie quotes, man. I never it's know. The Crow. I never saw that.
1: Okay, bye. <laughs> well, I was leaving now. She's no longer speaking to me. That one hurts. We'll all have a conversation when we get offline. I'm not gonna.
0: Guys, I'm about to be scolded.
1: <laughs> I'm about to be scolded. Not in front of the family. <laughs> All right, wish me luck, guys. We gotta go. On that note, we got to go. <laughs> Stay creepy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>